Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the second edition of our Through the Noise podcast around our 2023 outlook, playing, playing It Safe, which was released last week. I'm Steve Bryce and I'm the CIO of Standard Chartered Bank. Today I have with me Rajat Bhattacharya and Zhonglian Han, who will walk us through our macroeconomic outlook for next year. We'll be discussing our recession and inflation views, uh, the Fed's uh, and ECB's likely response to that, as well as the contrasting economic outlook for China. So, Rajat, let's start with you. We've obviously had quite a seismic shift in the macroeconomic backdrop this year with inflation soaring to 40-year highs. And this has been met with a a forceful response, to say the least, from central banks. Can you summarise for us what you think 2023 holds? Sure, Sharif. Let me try and provide a high-level summary. So, our central scenario is for recession in both the US and Europe in 2023 and a recovery in China. U.S. and European central banks are expected to continue raising policy rates through the first half of 2023 in their efforts to tamp out inflation, running close to 40-year highs. Nevertheless, any downturn is likely to be relatively mild, except in the U.K. perhaps, given the absence of major economic or financial imbalances elsewhere. So we expect the Fed to raise rates to a peak of 5.25% before cutting back towards 4.5% by the end of the year as recession sets in. The ECB, on the other hand, is likely to be less aggressive than the Fed, raising rates to 2.5% by June before cutting back to 2 to 2.25% or thereabouts by the end of the year. A recession is likely to help lower US inflation towards 3% year on year by the fourth quarter of next year. In contrast with the recessions in the US and Europe, we see mainland China entering a reflationary cycle as the authorities there continue to ease pandemic-related mobility restrictions. We expect more easing of restrictions once we get past the winter and vaccination rates for the elderly rise. This is likely to revive consumption and services activity by the second half of next year, helping offset a slowdown in exports as demand for goods weaken in recession-affected U.S. and Europe. Meanwhile, subdued inflation should allow policymakers in China to persist with fiscal and monetary stimulus to revive the economy, and that's why we see growth rising towards the 5% mark by next year. Okay, so that's a great summary of what we're looking for next year. But can we, then maybe let's focus in a little bit more on the US. So obviously, we have a 75% probability of a recession in the, in the US in the next 12 months. Can you walk us through the, the, the rationale for this view? Sure. As we have gone through uh, 2022 this year, more and more indicators are suggesting a recession in around, is around the corner. The global bond yield curve inverted for the first time in over 20 years following earlier inversions in U.S. yield curves. The inversions mean bond investors are signaling that short-term rates have tightened enough to cause a downturn. Meanwhile, the ISM Manufacturing Business Confidence Index fell below 50 in November, as we know, for the first time since the depths of the pandemic, while the forward-looking ISM New Orders PMI remained in contraction territory for the third straight month. All these indicators 
are showing that the, the good sector has likely started to contract. Bank lending standards for corporates are tightening at a rate consistent with the recession. However, I must add that the services sector, which accounts for two-thirds of U.S. output, is still expanding strongly. The services expansion is sustained by a shift in consumption patterns from goods to services as more people venture out for work, holidays, and entertainment. Excess savings built during the pandemic estimated at around $2 trillion, and plentiful jobs are likely to sustain consumption through the first quarter of next year, in our view. However, there are signs that the lower income segment is running out of pandemic-era savings and taking on debt to sustain consumption. That means consumption could flag if the job market shows, uh, shows signs of slowing. Thus, job market indicators need to be watched very closely. Okay, so obviously the job market is is, is key. Um, you know, so you think the job market's about to weaken. You spoke about a mild recession. Can you sort of give our sense, give our listeners a sense of um, how that might look against past recessions? Yeah, the job market currently, as I said, remains very strong with more than almost two hundred sixty thousand new job, net new jobs created in November itself. Although the jobless claims have been rising slowly since hitting fifty-year lows in March this year. The strong pace of monthly hiring has kept the U.S. unemployment rate well below the Fed's long-run target of 4%. A tight job market is fueling wages, a key component of services sector inflation that I talked about earlier, even as goods inflation slows sharply. This explains why the Fed is aiming to cool the job market. There is a narrow path towards an economic soft landing and bringing inflation towards the Fed's 2% target, but that would involve raising the jobless rate towards 6% from this year's 50-year low of 3.5%. This rise in unemployment would be in line with the average 3 percentage point rise in U.S. jobless rate seen during the past eight recessions if we take out the one uh, during the pandemic in 2020. Given the tight balancing act involved, we expect the Fed to stop hiking rates at around 5.25% in the first half of next year. Once a recession hits by mid-2023, we expect the Fed to cut rates to 4.5% by year-end. The average U.S. recession based on the past eight recessions, uh, excluding the pandemic downturn, lasted for about 10 months, during which time the GDP contracted by almost 2%. The The biggest risk, I must add, to this view is a policy mistake, where the Fed over tightens in its inflation fight, Remember that the inflation is a lagging indicator and that over-tightening could cause a deeper-than-expected recession. Okay, if that wasn't depressing enough, let's look at Europe. So obviously the situation looks even gloomier there and and we have a slightly higher probability of a recession there. I guess that's also part part of the fact that the Q4 is probably so weak. Um, Jean, what are some of the likely factors pushing them into recession uh, in the coming months? You're right, very right, Steve. The outlook does look gloomier there. Well, in fact, according to concession estimates, the euro area economies have already started contracting in quarter four this year. And we expect that to really continue into 2023 as high inflation curtails disposable income and consumption, while while your tighter financial conditions continues to curb business spending. However, similar to US, we don't think recession will be very deep on three reasons. 
Firstly, we do see the governments continuing their fiscal support to partly shield the consumers and businesses from surging energy costs, while not forgetting the EU recovery funds, which will continue boosting defence and energy infrastructure in 2023. Secondly, record gas stockpiles aided by soaring LNG import should help partially offset the plunge in Russian energy supplies. Lastly, the job market remains structurally tight, and that should help to limit the climate unemployment rate going to a recession. Okay, so in view of the base case of a recession in Europe, how do you see the ECB navigating this challenging environment? Definitely not an easy job there. Well, the ECB has a very tough balancing at hand, given its sole mandate to, to just return inflation back to 2%. And the window to, to tighten is really closing fast on the ECB. We see the ECB rates peaking at around 2.5% by June, which is a tad below market consensus, after which the ECB will be politically pressured to cut rates. When recession hits, we send the ECB rates back to about 2 to 2.5%, 2 and 2 quarter percent, sorry, by the end of next year. Okay, um, so you guys are making me very depressed uh, about the economic situation, but I, I guess China is on a different stage of the cycle. Because can you give us a sense, Zhong, of where we see the Chinese economy heading next year? Indeed, as you've alluded to, and, and Raja touched on um, earlier as well, China has a diverging outlook to US and Europe. We expect Chinese the China economy to grow close to five percent next year as the service sector and consumption normalize. Measures to, to really speed up vaccination for the elderly, elderly should help major cities to gradually re- relax mobility restriction. When you look at the property side, authorities have already eased, uh, started easing policy settings, and that should really help to, to stabilize sentiments over there. We expect also more targeted fiscal and credit policies to revive consumptions and boost credits towards priority sectors such as the advanced technology hardware and the green infrastructure sector. And that should come once your mobility restrictions start to relax by quarter two next year. Well, I'm not trying to be a party pooper here, right? Uh, but we have, do have to caution right, that the sharp revival of COVID during winter could delay the economic reopening, increase geopolitical tension with the U.S., and the persistent slump in demand for properties are also curious to our positive view. Okay, um, thank you both uh, for your insights. That's all we have time for today. And thank you, listener, for joining us as well. Um, just a reminder, if you'd like to join us for the Global Market Outlook um, 2023 uh, webinar on the 11th of January, January uh, please register at www.sc.com gmo. So GMO stands for Global Market Outlook. And also, if you want to read more about uh, what, what our thoughts are in more detail, please go to Standard Chartered Wealth Insights on either LinkedIn or Facebook. I'll be back tomorrow um, to talk about bonds. But in the meantime, please stay, care, stay safe and take care. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.